If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a tremendous football Thursday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. And it is you here with us on the BetQL Network. Uh, simulcast by our friends at Stadium now for the next two hours, and it is going to be a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way, getting you, dear listener and dear viewer, set to bet and win, hopefully win, coming up Championship Sunday in the National Football League, Chiefs and the Ravens, AFC title game, Lions and the Niners in the NFC title game. We're going to have five amazing guests joining us over the course of the next two hours, talking Championship Sunday. Uh, Adam Chernoff is going to join us in just a moment. 20 minutes from now, Connor Allen stops by, Betsburts 4 for 4, and the Move the Line podcast, all of his prop bets coming up for Championship Sunday. 40 minutes from now, pro sports better Rob Bazzola, his bets for Championship Sunday. Joey Kanish will join us next hour, talk about if his Lions can get to the first Super Bowl in franchise history. One hour from now, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, the legendary Warren Moon joins you better, you bet, to break down the games. We look forward to that. The guest lists have been fire here this season on the show. Ken and I will bring you all the line movement for Championship Sunday as we move along. Maybe a little bit more award market roulette. And if you want to check out the segments, if you missed them in hour number one, just search you bet wherever you find your podcasts. And then the final hour of the show, we will discuss Dave. Canales being named the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Maybe an early thought on what we might expect Carolina's win total to be next season. Hence, it won't be high. And we'll also give you our bets for tonight at the end of the show. I think it's fascinating cards tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here on our, this tremendous football Thursday on the two stadium hours, uh, fresh from Buffalo, and we'll find out how the game went for him. He was at the Bills-Chiefs game this past Sunday, is our friend Adam Chernoff, host of the Simple Handicap podcast. Uh, the final episode of that podcast, by the way, for this NFL season and NFL betting podcast is this Sunday. And if you want to stay connected with our man, Adam Chernoff, he's going to have an off-season NFL newsletter letter updated every Friday and you can find it at his brand new website congratulations on the new venture my friend Adam Chernoff.com Chern welcome back to the show it's Nick and Ken happy championship week to you and yours how the hell was Buffalo uh Buffalo was an interesting experience and I, I I've said it kind of all week my takeaway from that is I've never seen so many angry adult men in one place for a span of four hours in my entire life like the the anger and the anxiety and just the fear of losing that took over that stadium for four hours was incredible to see. And so awfully quiet, surprisingly most of the game, but that fourth quarter was, was pretty grim getting out of there. So that was uh, a fun experience for sure. Adam, the one like image kind of we saw from the crowd, well, we saw two, right? We saw the guy crying at the end of the game. Like, I, I don't know if you were close to that guy, but whatever. And then the second thing we saw was, was Jason Kelsey get out of the, the box and come down and like drink a bunch of beers with people. Like obviously Taylor Swift's up there too and everything. Like, was that on the side of the stadium where you were? Was it like this impactful moment for people who were there? Like if you follow the game on social media, you watch the game. That's like one of the, like the memorable things that happened during the game, obviously aside from who won and why was it, was it a big deal there when it happened? So we were on the other side. So it was a little bit far away from us. We were like six o'clock on the clock. They were over at like two o'clock on the other side of the end zone. And so we didn't see any of that happening in real time. 
But what I noticed was before the game, there was a massive focus from Buffalo fans on Taylor Swift and her presence there pregame. I mean, there was every type of slur and slander that could be thrown towards Kelsey and her given from the Buffalo crowd. And there was like this active first quarter hunt among people within the stands to figure out which suite they were in. And so it not only is it very real on social media, but in the stadium itself, there's there's like a real interest to see where they are and what's going on. And so um, didn't quite catch the highlights like we're showing on social, but I was surprised. It's a very real thing that kind of takes over the stadium early on. I, I got to just be, I, I think Bills fans are great. I was rooting for the Bills on Sunday, despite my Chiefs teaser. I mean, like, could you have more, like, loser behavior than that? Like, let's find out and, like, yell at it. Like, grow, grow up and, like, root for a better football team, maybe. And, like, they're far from the only fan base that does this. I got to tell you, I got no patience for this. You couldn't pay me to go to a game and, like, sit with people like this. We're drinking and acting like, like morons and clowns. Anyway, uh, can't wait to watch the games this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be great. breaking them down, Churn. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, I, I love the National Football League. I just don't want to, like, go to games. My personal opinion. Uh, let's start with the AFC title game, Churn. The, the team that, uh, that's been torturing the Buffalo Bills for what seems like a long time now, obviously, is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs advancing to their 688th consecutive AFC championship game, and this time they will be at Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. The side and total market at our show sponsor, or BetMGM currently sees the Ravens about a four-point home favorite, the total about 44-and-a-half. Uh, what do you think we see here, Churn, coming up in the AFC title game? I think we can talk both sides of this game, and I'll say that I'm indifferent on this game, have a much stronger opinion on the later game. And, and what I would say about this game that's kind of been, uh, I think a very valid talking point is, although Baltimore looks to be the side, if you're back in Kansas City because three and a half or four points is too much for Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football, and you think the offensive resurgence of the Chiefs the last three games starters have played is real, I, I think that that's very valid. And it reminds me of Tom Brady for the better part of 20 years where you got to these playoff spots so often and it's like, do you want to try be the smartest guy in the room picking against the one time where it falls down? Or do you just take the points and go with it. And so I, I think that that's, that's honestly a very valid reason of thinking if you're looking at backing the Chiefs. What I would say to this is two things I think need to be discussed and sort of talked about more. First of all, the Chiefs the last three weeks have been using a lot of two and three tight end sets. They've been running a ton out of them, primarily because they've been able to keep the Dolphins and Bills injured defenses in certain personnel groupings where they had to have extra linebackers on the field. It's been big Pacheco games, big Kelsey games. The offenses looked very comfortable. Mahomes' pass rate from those formations through the roof. It's all been very good, but it's all been against very easy, banged-up defenses on the other side that's benefited the Chiefs a lot. That's just not the case against Mike McDonald and this Ravens defense that they're going in to face this week. This is going to be the first time in a long time that the Chiefs have had to face a defense that is going to dictate and control what they can do on offense. And I think that that is a problem. And so to me in this game, as tempted as I am to bet Baltimore, I just, I haven't, cause I don't know if I want to just bet against Patrick Mahomes. Like if you bet and lose on Mahomes in this spot with the points, you probably don't feel too bad about yourself. If you bet Baltimore, 
and Mahomes does what he does and the Ravens lose outright, it's it's tough to sit on that. I know there's two games left. It's easy to force a bet. I, I completely see both sides to this. Adam, one thing I know that you were really big on last week uh, was the over in the game. And I know Casey like slowed it way down in the second half, like the scoring stopped basically in the fourth quarter of the game, but like the game goes over the total and you've been really big on this offensive resurgence. It sounds like what you're saying is like, we shouldn't expect that to continue. Cause my question is going to be about the total of the game. And like, if Kansas city covers, is it cause there was, is it cause they were able to keep this going? And like, it does a Kansas city cover have to mean that the game goes over the total because the offense continues to kind of drive what they've been doing like the last couple of games. I know you just mentioned like Baltimore is different. It doesn't have to be that kind of a game. Like if you had to bet the total, then like it is a little crazy to see Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in a season where Lamar Jackson is going to win MVP play a game where the total is mm-hmm. 44 and a half. Obviously the defenses are good too, but like, look, look at these quarterbacks. What would your advice be to people who want to bet the total? So, Ken, to your point, we've seen the Chiefs since the Raiders game on Christmas with a big emphasis to break the huddle fast, get to the line of scrimmage early in the play clock, and snap it as soon as they can at the line. It's kind of resulted in this, not necessarily like up-tempo offense, but just a very simplified Chiefs offense. And so going back to the Bengals game, we saw just two snaps with single digits on the play clock. Against Miami in the freezing cold, there were very few All of them came inside the red zone. And last week against Buffalo, especially in the first half, the Chiefs stuck to what they have been doing. And again, we only saw them slow down in the red zone. Why I don't know if it can continue this week is because Baltimore tries to confuse every offense at the line of scrimmage with their simulated pressures and how they disguise coverages. Really good example last week was C.J. Stroud and the Texans. They only had two snaps in the entire first half that were not out of timeouts that had double digits on the play clock. Everything for Houston in the first half was three, four, five seconds left on the play clock, trying to figure out what's going on at the line of scrimmage. Just the way Mike McDonald operates defensively as a play caller makes it so hard for offenses to come in and be comfortable and move quickly. And and we've seen a lot of Chiefs games this year prior to this shift where when they are slowed down, we really see very few possessions in games and it really tightens up how the game goes. And so if that's, if that's aided a little bit by some rain that's lingering into the forecast, I I don't think the total is necessarily unfair one way. So again, it's, I think this is a great game to talk about and watch. I don't think it's a very good game for betting like the late game is. Well, until we uh, bet Kansas City and they win the game outright. Then it's going to be awesome. Well, there we go. There we bet with Nick and Ken <laughs> here on a, on a Thursday, talking championship Sunday with our friend Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast. Also, a new newsletter coming up this NFL offseason at uh, Adam Chernoff's new website, www.adamchernoff.com. All right, so uh, great betting opportunity, Churn. Maybe in the second game, in your estimation, with the Lions and the Niners. San Francisco now in between a seven and a seven and a half point home favorite, 51 and a half the total. Debo Samuel practicing in a limited fashion on Thursday, seemingly putting him on track to play in Sunday's game. Not definitely, but looking pretty good based off that news that I just reported there. Churn, what do you have for us here with the Lions and the Niners? So uh, a very prominent group uh, that I have a lot of respect for released San Francisco minus seven this morning, which caused the movement across the board to seven and a half. Uh, I see there's been a little bit money coming back the other way. It's now seven minus 20 for San Francisco. I think that is a good play. I think Brock Purdy pass attempts over either 29 and a half at minus 130 or over 30 and a half 
at minus 115. I think both of those look really good. And I think George Kittle over 61 and a half receiving yards. That looks really good too. And so to me, this is a big Brock Purdy bounce back game, even amid the horrible conditions last week with the rain that obviously has a massive impact on him losing Debo early in the game, who is a big part of the game plan. We saw reporters post game talk about that impact. And you had essentially anything that could go wrong for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan went wrong. They still put up 24 points and they still win the game on Sunday. Perfect weather conditions. It is a slam dunk matchup against this horrible Lions defense. I think we'll see him much more comfortable in the pocket. Everything is pointing to a heightened emphasis throwing the football. They threw it a ton last week against Green Bay. They're not, they're not going away from that this week. They're going to keep throwing against this Lions defense that is stopping nobody. And on that defensive line for San Francisco, you get Eric Armstead back healthy. You have a banged-up center in Frank Ragnow for the Lions. And you have Jonah Jackson, the left guard, who's going to be out. And where does Jared Goff struggle the most? It's when he's under pressure, especially with interior pressure coming his way. I think that's a great matchup for the 49ers defense on that defensive line. Uh, to me, this is San Francisco. And then Purdy overs and Kittle overs uh, like the look of the 49ers quite a bit on Sunday. I mean, that's a about as strong of an opinion as you get when you get to, to championship Sunday in terms of, of what you like in the game. I, I agree. Like, I think Purdy's going to play a lot better. I don't know if he's going to go over those numbers. I hope he goes over those numbers. I, I'd like San Francisco to advance and uh, and win the NFC. Adam, we have like a minute left to go. And I know, like, look, the AFC game, you don't have a strong opinion. There's there's room on both sides. It sounds like you're pretty confident the Niners are going to advance to the Super Bowl. Who would be your most likely Super Bowl champion right now in a minute? Um, I'll say this. If we get Baltimore, San Francisco, there's some look ahead lines out there where you're seeing the Ravens about a point and a half underdog around plus one Oh five on the money line. I like both of those bets. I think the Ravens are the best team remaining. And I think that's probably the most likely matchup that we see. And so I, I think to answer your question, it's Baltimore, but if you want to kind of bet around that as well on those look ahead or hypothetical matchup lines that you see, um, if you can find Ravens money line at plus money against the Niners, I think that's a pretty pretty good bet to take because I think that probably reopens Pickham, or if not, we'll get bet down. So you're going to get a, a decent price relative to where we'll be a couple days from now after the reopen. So Churn is not going to join us next week because there's you know there's no game next week, but we'll get him on to talk Super Bowl Fifty Eight. I'm excited to get Churn on during the off season, like talks about some of these coaching hires. Churn's always got good stuff and good thoughts on some of that. I think a lot of these coaching hires have been really interesting. Uh, we got to check out the Simple Handicap Podcast, Adam Chernoff's NFL Betting Podcast. Final episode coming up this Sunday, and subscribe to his newsletter at www.adamchernoff. Dot com. My friend, we sincerely, and on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. Chern, we sincerely appreciate it. Um, good luck with the bets this weekend. Stay well, and we will catch up with you when we are out in Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. Chat soon. Our pal Adam Chernoff joining us here on You Better, You Bet. The Bills fans, man. I guess like every, I guess every probably fan base would do that, It would that, be everywhere. Right? I mean, it's going to be Baltimore this weekend, too. No question. It's just like, like I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just old. Anyway, uh, Connor Allen stops by next. His best bets coming up for Championship Sunday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.